This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, continuing on, it's Monday, um, 6 November, Year of Lord, 2023. We will be in um, Vegas uh, starting later tonight and tomorrow. We're going to do the show live there. Carrie Lake will be our co-host. And um, definitely for the morning show, hopefully maybe even get her for the afternoon. Then we're going to be doing a live event with Carrie from 5 to 8. I want to make sure everybody goes over to the live chat right now. Uh, Grace and Mo are putting it up about where you go. Go to Carrie Lake's site, her event in Las Vegas. We want as many of the war and posse there as possible. Want to meet with you guys. May uh, actually have a chance to interact either before or afterwards. So want to get your feedback on everything that's going on. So make sure they're going to be an incredible event. We also be, the reason we're going out there, we're going to do um, the, the Showtime um, show, uh, The Circus. And I think somebody told me this may be their last episode of the fall season. And we're going to, we've been on the circus, I don't know, three or four times over the last years. Um, don't agree with their politics, but really like the folks who put that show together. So um, we'll be there. More information tomorrow morning about who will, I think John, John uh, Heilman and uh, Tim Miller will be doing interviews and we'll be interacting with those. So, you know, we p- play a lot of clips from those guys um, over at MSNBC, your favorite. Want to start with Dr. Sean Rowland, uh, Doctor? The um, I, I want the two things we try to do here in uh, talking about sponsors is one, the patriot economy, because we're building an alternative economy to the to the people that you don't need to give your money to people that 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 hate you, or don't support your values. The other is kind of the preparedness. You kind of hit both, but the preparedness and the preparedness is two. It's one in the current third world war which started as uh, unrestricted warfare and is now leading to as you can follow every day kinetic the others emergencies and like what happened in maui which you were so uh a great volunteer and are trying to help the folks out there but even things like acapulco you know the stuff it just comes out of nowhere um you weren't on the on the first you were the first individual that really took kind of one of the underlying tenets of the early days of war room when we were war room pandemic, when we came off the impeachment and flipped to war room pandemic and that we would have Rosemary Gibson on and we would have Peter Navarro. And we had experts from over in Asia that we would uh, come on every day, people in Vietnam and the littoral nations around the South China sea. And they talked about this concept called supply chains. Now, before that, it had only been something that you learned in business school. And you, as you broke down a business of how I'm actually going to build a business, would you get into supply chains? But this got to be something that there was a great awakening in the fact that the, it became uh, manifest that all this talk about taking our industrial capacity and everything we had taken overseas had a reality to it. Because all of a sudden people, well, wow, the Chinese Communist Party essentially have 100% of generic drugs and they have 100% of active pharmaceutical ingredients. 
And that's just not an economic. That's just not simply an economic. That has a strategic value to it because just like PPE, you can basically choke down the world if you control it. Rosemary Gibson wrote a book, and she would come on the show many times, and you actually took action on it. But Jace Medical, of what you guys do is to get us uh, to get the audience away from being captive to the CCP and their chokehold on supply chains. But as it's come up and these emergencies come out of nowhere, that all of a sudden your whole life is turned upside down. And that can happen whether it's the grid going down in Texas uh, in the winter, what happened in Acapulco, which still has not been explained to me well enough how that happened out of nowhere. And, of course, the millions of questions we have in Maui. So why... Why, what, what can Jace Medical do for this audience today, and, and why do they need to do it? Why is it? they got enough stuff on their plate. they got enough stuff to worry about. Why do you take worry away from it, but why should they get on top of this and find out more about your company today? Yeah, Steve, you, you really said it better than, I, than even I could. Uh, really looking at this, really, it's a multifactorial problem. Uh, we touched. You touched on supply chain. You touched on uh, natural disasters. You know all these different things. At the end of the day, it's it's access to to healthcare that we're t- that we're talking about. And at Jace Medical, one of the things that uh, you know myself as a physician, I value. I highly value uh, empowering my patients, giving them the tools that they need, whether that's knowledge, whether that's in actual treatment. Uh, but that empowerment is is key because at the end of the day. The only one you can really rely on is yourself, especially when, when you know, it, it, it's your health. It's the health of you and your family. So what we're trying to do at Jace Medical is further that mission of empowerment. And we do it through access to prescription medications, uh, which involves uh, an encounter with a physician. So your access to a physician and to, to these vital medications. You talked about the fact, and this is something that's still, you know, it still surprises me. I've, we've been doing this for a few years now, and I, I come across people every day. Uh, and I guess just because I'm in it, it seems like, yay, people sh- people are aware now, but they're still not. They don't know what you just said, which is that 95, 9 to 100% of, of the medications that we consume here in the United States, they're not produced here in the U.S. Uh, the majority, the vast majority come in one form or another from China. Uh, it, it, people just don't know. So whether you're talking about that kind of access through supply chain issues uh, with with overseas production or just uh, things like uh, fires uh, or even just, you know, you're a busy professional, you're a busy mom, you're a busy dad, and it's the middle of the night, maybe you were able to get on to a, a telemedicine, you know, an urgent care visit via telemedicine, but you certainly don't, don't have those meds on hand. If you do, in fact, need antibiotics, for example, to treat an infection. So packaging all this together, where what you do is you come to the website, you fill out our forms, they ask you a few basic health questions. Uh, your health information is reviewed by a by a physician who then goes ahead and writes these prescriptions uh, and sends them to our pharmacy who packages them up and sends them to your door. You've got them before you need them. That's what's key here. You keep them in, you store them away. Hopefully you never need them, but should you need them, uh, it's something that you're gonna need quickly have access that access right away. And so having those on hand, the same as you have your Tylenol, your ibuprofen, your Benadryl, why not have antibiotics, antifungals, antivirals? We've and, and, started with- And you can work through, you either got the Jace package or you can work through with one of your consultants because you, you have doctors. This is all 50 states. 
your license states, you'll deal with a state telemedicine with a state physician. Um, you can then work out your own unique package. You can buy the package that's got certain basic things that every family needs, but then you can work through your specific your the specific needs you have just for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So we've got kind of two. There's there's the emergency medications that everyone should have. Everyone should have basic antibiotics, basic antivirals, uh, you know, steroid creams, those kind of emergency type medications. Everyone should have those on hand so, so that they've got them when they need them. And then on the other side, you've got those medications for folks who have conditions like high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, thyroid disorders, uh, seizure disorders, whatever the case may be, where you also should have access to, to what we provide, which is a year supply of whatever that medication is that you take every single day have a year supply on hand so that when you hear about things like like Farmageddon, where pharmacists are walking out of, of their CVS or their Rite Aid or their Walgreens because they're just overworked and understaffed uh, or, or because production gets shut down at a factory in some far-flung country that's going through some, some you know, a kinetic war. Uh, that you are not affected by that, or 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 the bankruptcies, or the bankruptcies of these of these chains, where all of a sudden they're shutting. They announce them shutting down five hundred stores. <laughs> it happens to be the store that you've gone to for your entire life or in twenty exactly. years. The Farmageddon thing's real. I don't yep. want to bury the lead. You said something quite powerful. That at the end of the day, you your health and your family's health is not uh, is not the government's responsibility. It's your own responsibility. When these things come up. People should understand and should live by the mantra, nobody's there to help me. I've got to make sure I'm prepared and do it myself. If we get that mentality into the posse, which I know is the, is the basic mentality they have, but if, we get, if actually we have people taking action, you will be the ones that will be prepared and will be able to be, help your community, not just simply worry about yourself while everybody else is running around with like chickens with their head calls because people panic. And that's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid panic. By thinking this thing through, give me give me a minute on that. Or why that's so important? Yeah, well, you know, you, I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand when when and it doesn't it doesn't take a lot. We talked about all these multifactorial things. Any one of them is enough to just tip the balance and and cause cause a collapse. Uh, whether that you know, most recently you touched on the the fires in in Maui where I went over um, to assist there. And and saw this firsthand. There there was not a government official uh, in sight anywhere in these uh, uh, the outlying affected communities on West Maui for for days and days and days. People didn't have access to power, to communication, to water, food, um, and and of course any health needs that they had. Uh, so when you when we talk about that, you have you can only rely on yourself. You can only rely on on your immediate circle, your tribe. It's so true. And but I think that can be overwhelming for people because there's so much that we depend on on you know uh, being able to run down to the grocery store, whatever it is, yeah. all these different aspects of our life. And so it can be overwhelming to say, well, you know, you're on your own. Good luck. What are you going to do? This is something that we tried to make as easy as and as convenient as possible. There's a lot more that you need to get ready when it talk when we talk about preparation but for your medical ne needs this is about as easy as as it gets to be able to go on in the comfort of your wherever you are do it from your phone do it from your computer it takes five ten minutes at the most uh and, and, you, and it's and you get one year and you get one year supply think about that you get one year supply of what you need uh right. doctor where do they go and how can they get information once they go on the site who can they talk to 
Yeah, you know, uh, it's easy. It's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. That's where you can actually do the whole encounter, do the whole process. But there's also a lot of resources on there as far as answering questions. Uh, we've got, all, we've got uh, a lot of resources on our newsletter and our blog. And uh, that's all accessed through the website, jacemedical.com. We're out here telling people things are headed in the wrong direction. And so now is the time. The day's the time to get prepared. Yeah, you see the turbulence. You need to make sure the turbulence doesn't rattle your family and your own personal life. Dr. Sean, thank you. Thank you for building the company like you did. And thank you uh, for coming on and explaining it. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. I want to play uh, a cold open uh, that may kind of shock you uh, for uh, our uh, Rome, the head of international in Rome, Ben Harnwell. Let's play, go ahead and play and I'll bring Ben on. Zelensky, thank you so much. Before you go, if you want to share, what keeps you going? Do you ever feel defeated? I have a lot of power, but even feeling strong and have a lot of energy it doesn't mean that we want to fight all our life because the price is high, like I said, because the war takes the best of us, the best heroes, the best men, women, children, that's it. But we are not ready to give our freedom to this terrorist Putin. That's it. That's why we are fighting. That's it. President Zelensky, thank you so much for your time this morning. We've Okay, yesterday on Meet the Press, I don't want to say get a room. I got too much respect for Kristen or Christian Walker, Welker, but wow, a funny, an interview that was so funny, we had to play the end of it. Uh, strong like bull. Um, this guy, and then he's talking about the best of us have been killed. Was Zelensky, I notice you or any of your oligarchs that have been stealing like crazy. And don't take it from me. Take it from, uh, was it Simon Schuster who wrote the, the great cover story for Time Magazine? In fact, why don't you relate that, why don't you relate that uh, cover story, Ben, as I ask you for your observations on uh, what Gateway Pundit is saying, the media blitz, the PR blitz of Zelensky because he knows uh, it's all coming to an end here. Good evening, Steve. Well, the um, the two takeaways from the Time article, which we were which we covered last week, are um, Zelensky uh, says, sorry, one of his key aides says that he's deluded on on the state of the war and on the the, the, the direction that the war is going in. Those are the actual words, deluded, and they said it's impossible to 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 try and get through to him on the reality on the ground the other great takeaway from that article is one of his um another one of his aides again speaking off the record explicitly asks the the, the journalist simon schuster to turn his recording device off and he says that uh, when 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 schuster put to him that that corruption was being sorted out now under um under under zelensky he basically says are you kidding um they're, they're stealing here like there's no tomorrow. Uh, that's that's the reality. And compliments, right? Really, respect to, to Time Magazine that they um, that they put that they kept both of those those quotations in that article. I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall in that editorial conference when discussing to keep that in or not. 
uh, respect for them for doing that. That's a very good indication, I, I, I think, now on, on really what's happening there in Ukraine, how things are starting to fall to pieces. There is another art. There is another. Um, you know, we didn't. But get but, to, but get hang, to on, play hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before before we go to another article, I got to ask you. We've had Erin Burnett that was over there a couple of months ago, and she did the Zelensky, and she was given the doe eye, and you know it was. We were teasing her like it was like, you know, and they actually Max Evans did a video about, you know, falling in love. Welker just took her to meet the press. She's one of the best in D.C. We know her quite well. She's 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 a very smart, uh, very analytical. But this was a fawning interview yesterday. What is it about the mainstream media? Are they panicked now that they've been part of this and that's why they continue to prop it up? Because. We're seeing stories come out that the biggest fight he's got is not between uh, Zelensky's oligarchs and the Russians in, in eastern Donbass. It's between Zelensky and his own generals. But why right. is the American media? Why is the American media? I mean, that was a f shockingly fawning interview. Uh, what does the American media feel? They got to prop this guy up when even the European papers and now even the rumblings in Ukraine where you have his field commanders. Look, I have not put up yet with the Daily Express because you and I talked about it. Daily Express has come out, and I think they're a pretty good paper. Daily Express came out and said, um, uh, in fact, they're a very good paper. They co they cover they cover uh, the Brexit and other things very very well. They came out and said, hey, there's actually open revolt among field commanders about not taking orders, and there's many mutinies. But even the New York Times is reporting his senior generals are saying, listen, what this guy's saying is not true. This thing is the best a stalemate. Why is it that the American media, particularly the main organs of the American media, feel that they got to continue to prop Zelensky up? Um, well, just to quickly hit the, the Daily Express thing, right? Um, it does appear from other sources that that article was more or less correctly sourced um, about, about the, the the what is what is I, mutiny would be too strong a word but if, if if in any military structure within within wartime context if if generals don't want to implement the the, the directions that are coming down to them that's um that's pretty bad for, for especially when the war is going badly um and the resources are drying up that the reason i was hesitant and i'm glad you know i think with with uh, red, with um, hindsight i'm still glad we didn't hit that article on on the show because if you go on the daily express uh, website directly parallel to that article was another article equally authorita authoritatively written saying that Putin was dead and mean de had been dead for ages for days. Um, so it it it's you know in the fog of war it's it's difficult to know what sources to go on. Though though you're right that I think that that article on on the on the situation with um with discipline in the military seems more or less to be true. I think in answer to your broader question about the American military, the American press, excuse me, they're trying to to do a number of things at the same time. It's like a complicated dance, right? On the one hand, they're trying to protect Biden um, and his administration from the inevitable fallout that there's going to be over the next 12 months when, when the Ukraine uh, side of the war does implode. So they're trying to ex ex extricate Biden from responsibility from that. Um, and at the same time, remove America's um, in the sense of being invested in the, the Ukraine war, which is a product of the, the US media, um, in order to pivot towards Israel. So so there's that sort of delicate 
game going on uh, at the same time. Oh, along with the fact, you know, in a, astute watchers of your own getter feed at Steve Bannon will notice that every day polls are coming out now um, uh, within the democratic uh, media sphere saying that Biden's time is pretty much up. So so they're trying to save the Biden administration from the, the wrath of the American public, whilst at the same, trying, same time trying to install a, a new nominee in. Um, and all these things are going on. So I think the, the 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 delicate position that the US media is trying to do is to try to distract attention from what's going on in the ground, try and remove the blame where it needs to be so that um, so that the, the, the electoral follow through won't go on and, and try and get as much money shifted if, if, if it's from Ukraine. Well, so be it. Um, to to the, the effort in Israel in um, in the Gaza Strip. So those are the three things, and it's not easy for the um, for for the U.S. media, having been so focused over the last eighteen months on you know basically Ukraine was the last vanguard of democracy in Eastern Europe, and if Ukraine falls, then the the Russian hordes are going to sweep in. To move from that a message which has been constant and uniform across the media to a, to a very different message is 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 a delicate thing for, for to to undergo in such a short amount of time uh zelensky understood uh that uh, trump has ascended he finally got the joke on that i bet you that's a cold reality in uh in kiev uh he's invited now walk me through he 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 said on NBC, we didn't have time to play the whole clip. He would need 24 minutes, I think it was, with Trump 101 to explain to him what happened. He's invited Trump on something. Remember, remember Zelensky on the first day on on October 7th, I think, was the attack in Israel. On Monday the 9th, he volunteered. He, he, he said, hey, I want to come to Israel so we can show a united front. That was very smartly turned down by the Israelis. Now he's seen the current polling because that's what this is about. He's invited President Trump to Kiev to basically get schooled by him on what the realities are of this war. Hmm. Uh, take it from there, Ben Harnwell. Steve, well, it was very patronizing, really, I think, of President Zelensky, because he basically said, look, we all know tr Trump has said on a number of occasions, if he's back in the White House, he'll be able to, to, to end this war and bring about a ceasefire within 24 hours. Um and uh, Trump has also said he doesn't want to sort of give too much away because that would that would um, eliminate and weaken his negotiating position. Um, but he said on a number of occasions he's very confident he could he could bring that about. And of course, we might reasonably speculate what the sort of strategy he'd bring about. Um, that was put to him then. Um, I was put to to Zelensky uh, in the Meet the Press interview yesterday, and um, he sort of rather patronised Trump, saying, "You know that um, that uh, that that he that you need to be on the ground in order to understand uh, what the details are, and you can only you can only do that by being on the ground, as as if President Trump doesn't understand what's going on." Um, and he said, "You know." 20, he, all he needs, with reference to the 24 hours, Trump said he would need to bring about uh, the ceasefire. Um, Zelensky, and I guess he thinks he's he's being smart with a play on words, says, you know, all he needs is 24 minutes. Yes, 24 minutes, not more, uh, to explain to President Trump that he can't manage this war. Um, now, I actually, Steve, when, when I saw that, uh, when I saw that, 
Zelensky had invited Trump to Ukraine. I thought that's a smart move, actually, because Zelensky doesn't have any cards left to play. Uh, he realizes that this war, I don't, I really, I, I'm 99% sure this war isn't going to last through until November of next year. Um, but, sh- you know, but should it do, do so, um, the, and, and Trump returns to, to the White House, then, um, then Ukraine's hopes, Zelensky's hopes specifically, will be finished. So you can understand why, uh, in desperation, because everyone else is turning their, their back on him, that he thinks, you know what I'll do is that I'll invite Trump to um, to Ukraine, and you, you never know, perhaps I'll be able to, to convince him. Um, so I actually thought it was a smart manoeuvre on behalf of Zelensky. I wasn't able to think that for very long, because within a couple of hours, Trump then released his own statement saying he's not going to be going to Ukraine, um, and it was a it was a, a, a slap down. I'll note, if I may, Steve, the exact words that Trump used um, in his um, in his statement. He said this. He said the Biden administration is currently dealing with him, Zelensky, and I would not want to create a conflict of interest. <laughs> exactly. But um, Biden, Biden, hold it. This goes from. When Zelensky was the hottest guy in the world and everybody wanted a picture with him, everybody wanted to rub up on him and all the conservative media from Fox News to you know who all these guys were sitting there saying he's a hero. He's Churchill loving up on him uh, to now Trump and everybody understands what we knew from the beginning. He's Biden's problem. And, yes. you know, he's he's stu- he's the tar baby that he's the tar baby that stuck to Biden. No need for Trump to intervene here. Uh, and I, I do I don't believe that this war is going to last, at least in its current state, till next November, because he's going to get choked down on money. I tell you what, Ben, hang around. We got a lot more things to go through with you. Um, but Ukraine as the central one of the things that Zelensky's whining about and got the PR about is that how this issue in Israel has taken it off the front page. Remember. Never look at the shiny toys. Even the Israel situation is secondary to the financial crisis here in the United States of our deficits and debt that are burying us every second of every day, inextricably linked with the invasion on the southern border. We ha- There is a third world war going on. It's active. It's already kinetic. And you can tell by the crime, uh, the fentanyl, the chemical uh, weapons attack. That's a kinetic attack on the United States. We're in the third world war. And it's, as we showed the 5 o'clock hour, it's coming up from the southern border. Okay, we're going to get drilled down more in Ukraine of where your money went and how we're going to get it back next in the world. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. 
makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models, and beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Debt. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with Debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with Debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done with Debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt 
but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to get Ben up up in a second, uh, but I want to make sure that um, we've got um, everything. So here's the thing. The biggest fight Zelensky's got right now is to get money, uh, and particularly get money from the United States of America. There was a tweet that came out over the weekend. I think it was from Meeks, who I think I think is the minority member on Armed Services or Foreign Affairs. They were at the White House in a national security briefing. The House members, and I take it Mike Johnson, the speaker, was with him. And he was saying, hey, the national classified briefing on Ukraine and Israel was going on. But he said, Johnson broke out in all kind of MAGA think, right? It shocked him and Hakeem Jeffries and others that, um, that you know, Mike Johnson is thinking it through just like, just like, uh, just like we would, uh, just like we would think through. So, um, it is incredibly important for us over these next uh, weeks to very much focus on the Ukraine uh, spending. It, th- this bill's coming up. Mike Johnson has said that he wants to um, he wants to attach border security uh, to it. That may be a play for him to make sure that there are no Democrat votes because the Democrats are certainly not going to vote for anything that has border security. What we're uh, recommending to Speaker Johnson, you got to take a hard line. And he's been a little wobbly on this, at least publicly, about money for Ukraine. We cannot send one more penny to Ukraine. In fact, what we should do immediately is, is form a House investigation that could lead to a tribunal to find out how we got so involved, who's responsible for it, and where the money went. We know, and particularly we know people in the region, they're, they're laughing at us right now because these guys are buying DACAs all over the place on the, on, on the Caspian Sea and other places down in Georgia and other locations uh, besides Monaco and uh, in, in, uh, in, in southern France. So this is a vitally important thing. And remember, we have the principal on the debt that we add is never going to be paid off. We're never going to pay off one penny of the principal of the almost $34 trillion that we have right now. And we keep seeing uh, uh, increases every day in what the projected deficits are going to be. We're already calculating that we're going to spend over $1 trillion this fiscal year in interest alone, $1 trillion in interest, and it's only going to get higher going forward. In fact, E.J. Antonio said it could be $1.2 trillion. So we must start to get a grip on this. And the beginning place to get a grip on it is this foreign adventurism that the neocons and the lobbies and the operatives uh, in the Biden illegitimate Biden regime have gotten us into. The one thing to think about is that the consensus that they've had in Ukraine has come apart. The Ukrainian, Ben, I want to bring you in. There's a couple of articles, but I, and we'll put them up there. They're in The Guardian and other places that's saying that, you know, on one hand, uh, the guys loyal to Zelensky are criticizing the West for war fatigue, that you guys, besides all our promises, you guys should have known this is going to be a multi-year war. Uh, it's the fault of the English and the French and the Italians, and particularly the Americans, that the West is got war fatigue. On the other hand, you have senior you have senior military leaders, generals, 
that are basically saying, hey, we can't fool people anymore. This uh, campaign against the Russians is basically dead. The things that are a stalemate, the war is a quagmire and a stalemate, and we got to be truthful with people. And Zelensky is on the warpath. He is on a PR, a Gateway Pundit's got day. He's on a media jihad right now. Uh, you saw part of that on NBC News with Welker uh, yesterday morning. Uh, but uh, so make all of this make sense to me, sir. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do my I'll do my best, Steve. And um, basically, uh, my interpretation of this is as the, the Ukraine's uh, defense, as its uh, initiative in the war, as the counteroffensive, everything taken globally, as that starts to implode, um, the hierarchy, the authority is um, is starting to break down. That's my only speculation as, as to what's going on here. Um, that is, say, is, is the end game. And you said before the break that you doubt that um, that this war is going to go on until um, November of next year. I I very much doubt that as well. I think we're really in the end stages here. And that's absolutely clear. And of course, we will we'll, we'll know fundamentally what happens uh, according to what happens um, next week. Um, in the House regarding the, the spending bill. Um, I think that's what that, the 16th or 17th of November. Uh, with regards to the story that you just mentioned, it is interesting. It, it's not anybody who is now breaking ranks and publicly disputing Zelensky's uh, take on this war. It's the commander in chief. Now, in the United States, famously, the president of the United States is the, the CNC. Uh, that's not the case in Ukraine, that the commander... Uh, the commander in chief is actually a, a military general. It's Valery Zelushny, and he said that basically that there's a stalemate. He said it's just like in the First World War. This was in an interview he released to to the Economist a couple of days ago, and he said there will most likely be no deep and beautiful breakthrough. Now that's a pretty astonishing thing to say when, as you say. Zelensky's doing his his media television and the, and the tour of capitals trying to rally support, trying to rally uh, desperately just to, so a bit more cash to keep the war going. Um, for his com own commander in chief to say that this is a stalemate and it's digging in. Like we know famously that the First World War went on for four years, you know, and after the opening month, there were just trenches where it was just like a, a, a charnel house. But very little movement in terms of territory. That's the last thing now, I think, that 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 the West can afford, uh, given the 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 bankrupt state of most of our economies. Anyway, that's the last thing we can afford to 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 replicate the the, the First World War. So it's an interesting metaphor um, for, for the the scene that the Ukrainian commander in chief uh, to say. The thing is, what happened after that um, was that he was slapped down by uh, Zelensky's press spokeswoman uh, and she said uh, um, that, she, that those weren't words that she said I don't know the reasons um, and I, that, that, that isn't sort of language that, that I would use. Um, interestingly uh, Dmitry Peskov also said that uh, he <laughs> somewhat uh, inevitably he didn't see the wars being stalemate either. Obviously he, the, the Russian side is that they're going to be winning this and quite soon. And in terms of the the, 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 the the rest of the chaos, Steve, going on over there in Ukraine, Zelensky on Friday replaced, because um, we were just talking about the commander-in-chief, he replaced actually the, the head of the, um, the special forces um, uh, without any public statement. In, in fact, General um, Horenko 
uh, who'd, who'd only been in that job since July of last year, said he only found out that he'd been um, removed from, from statements in, in the media. Uh, so things seem to be pretty chaotic. Of that. I would add as a rider onto that, Steve, I wouldn't necessarily add too much on to, to, to the fact that Zelensky every couple of months is moving generals and sacking defence ministers and what have you, because in fairness to, to give a complete picture, these sort of things are taking place on the Russian side as well, though with less frequency. Putin himself is not averse to, um, to, to sacking generals and moving moving them sideways if he doesn't think the war is going on. So perhaps that's probably just an illustration, Steve, that both sides are somewhat dissatisfied with the way the war has been progressing. Okay, um, folks, and particularly maybe people are just coming to our uh, on the radio network now and picking up the show. People are coming to it because the audience is expanding every day. Ben Harnwell, who was in uh, one of the uh, senior staffers in the European Parliament and was also in the in British uh, staffer with the British Parliament, has been. I've worked with Ben for many many years, uh, and Ben uh, runs our international bureau out of Rome. He's been covering, and, and Ben, I just calculated, I think we're 100 days or so out, just over 100 days out from the second year of this war. You you have been dead spot on, and Pasovic has just been eerie how dead spot on you've been about virtually everything about this war. Ben's uh, knowledge of what's been happening in the European capitals and what's reality versus Kant is going to be very, very important to this audience over the next couple of weeks as you get your app and you get ready to be put on the pressure campaign because the Ukraine funding, and we're going to unmask everybody. You're going to, So we're trying to set the predicate of what the reality is. We've told you what the reality is in this war from the beginning. Now you're seeing in Ukraine a, 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 a massive fight between uh, certain members of the military, the high command, and Zelensky. And Zelensky is getting more and more frantic uh, as he tries to uh, get money uh, out of countries. And he understands that the whole scam ends if the United States does not come in huge for uh, him. He needs he needs approximately 80 billion a year. He's already taken down 120 billion, roughly, because, you know, Fox and just count the military. You got to count. We're underwriting the entire government. Okay, I think to the tune of five billion dollars a month, but he needs basically he's going to get 60 to 80 billion this time. They need this money like mother's milk. The defense contractors remember, Ben, they, they had uh, a piece, I believe, it was in the Hill of Politico a couple of weeks ago that the Biden regime internally were thinking through and it pivoted kind of a new pitch. Uh, it's not about democracy. It's not about destroying the Russians. Uh, it's not about freedom. It's not about uh, not letting dictators take over any of this nonsense they've spun. It's about jobs. We can provide great, high-value-added jobs in the munitions uh, factories. And they spread all those over, you know, so many congressional districts. This is actually what they come up with, that they're going to they're gonna pitch it on, uh, on jobs. Now we know from a piece that was in Politico the other day, and I went nuts on Getter and put it up. They're actually thinking of making policy changes. Specific policy changes to the asylum laws, which they basically eviscerated to let the invasion come in in order to get the Ukraine money. Now, why is that? Number one, the money laundering operation that is uh, Ukraine, right? For, for the money laundering, the child trafficking, the biolabs, who knows? As we said, it's a scab that's got to be picked. 
and let the pus run out, uh, and we'll get to see it all. But they are so desperate. The thing that Biden and his regime and his affiliates would never do is change one iota of the laws they broke to allow the invasion come on. And now they're saying they're actually prepared to do it because they need the Ukraine money so much. You're going to see a firestorm on Capitol Hill on a nation that just had a $2 trillion deficit, $34 trillion in debt, can't pay anything back, trillion dollars in interest expense, cuts have got to come everywhere. They're actually talking about entitlements now, invasion on the southern border, and Ukraine's still going to be held up as the end-all and be-all because we have to do it. We have to do it. We have to do it. We have to do it at this level. Never talking about, hey, you put 120 in. If you put this 80 in your 200, what's next year, in the year after, in the year after? Really, what's the objectives here? What's the plan here? What, how we, where, what's the end game? What's the off-ramp? No discussion of that whatsoever. Ben, you're going to be absolutely central to that. And I want to tell people, would sit there and go, well, Steve, after listening to this, this can't be this big a deal. I mean, this is, you've got so many other things. you got Israel, you got Taiwan, you got the southern border. Plus, we can't even figure out how to finance the basics that we have. How could this be such a, a, such a big deal? But, Ben, you've watched this. And I mean, sometimes you've actually come to me and go, I can't believe the amount of money you guys are putting in. As you said, it's the sociopathic overlords that run us. From uh, Davos and Brussels, the city of London, Wall Street, into the imperial capital, Ben Harnwell. Steve, that, talking about European capitals, we covered on the show, it might have been Saturday, the, um, the accidental uh, revelations by uh, Georgia Maloney of what she really thinks when she thought she was talking to the president of the African Union. And she said that basically everyone's looking for a way out now. And there's a, a lot of fatigue. Well, the, um, Andre Yermak, uh, we, we've mentioned him several times, you know, over the course of the war. He's Zelensky's chief of staff. Um, he he responds to what Maloney um, said, um, and he said, even if there are people who feel this fatigue, I'm sure they don't want to wake up in a world tomorrow where there will be less freedom and less security, and the consequences for the, uh, for this last for decades. And he suggested Maloney push up on her history. Um, so I, I thought of you, um, uh, which you mentioned from time to time, uh, because it, it's pretty much Zelensky's refrain as well, that people who aren't um, all in anymore on supporting Ukraine somehow have, um, have a deficit in their understanding of history. Um, interestingly, I just want, want to say this on, the, on this point. Um, I studied the Italian press so much when, when that that when that fake um, interview broke, and but the, almost a hundred percent of the press coverage was what's going on in Maloney's office, where they allow her to to speak to someone uh, at this level and speak this candidly. Um, and in fact, the, the ambassador who arranged the call since 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 resigned. Nobody, Steve, I never saw a single article in the Italian press uh, that confronted what she was actually saying and uh, on its merits and saying, well, you know. Is this true that, that there's fatigue and that everyone's looking for a way out? Because doesn't that affect where we are in supporting this war? It wasn't referred to at all. You've got to go here to, um, to, to Zelensky's chief of staff for the first actual response to the substance of what she said. Now, of course, he naturally, he's going to take a very different interpretation to the substance of what she said uh, that, than we would. But it's the first time I, I, I've seen that. Um, or, you know, and he's saying that Maloney needs... Look, I Just said this on the show be, before. Be, before yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Steve, I close with this. I've said this on, on the show so many um, times before. This statement on behalf of Ukraine, which which Yermak, the chief of staff, says, Zelensky says it, 
Biden says it, they say it all the time, it's never challenged. Is it true that if Ukraine falls to the Russians, the Russians are going to come in and flood the rest of Europe? Is it true that Ukraine is the last bulwark uh, and that's why it needs to be defended by the West? Because if it's not true, there simply is no more justification uh, for our, for our yeah. Western support. It's totally phony. Those militaries should be strong enough. I mean, the Russian military shown is, is no, it's not the it's not the Russian military of 1944 and 45. Trust me. I mean, they they they've 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 barely hung on in in Ukraine and their offensive capability. Real quickly, just give me a minute. I want to go back. You made a brilliant point. What did Maloney actually say when she thought she was talking to the head of the African Union versus the whole thing is about the screw up in her office and how unprofessional to basically get prank called? What did she actually tell him? She said that um, that everyone was um, looking, everyone understands that uh, there needs to be a way out um, and that there's a lot of fatigue now for, for the war. Those, those are the two headline comments. Everyone understands um, that, that, that there needs to be a, a way out now. Uh, this um, this was Donald to... Trump's, over, over a year ago, this is what Donald Trump said. He could he could he could get a deal done here in twenty four hours and everybody would be satisfied. It wouldn't be perfect, but people would be satisfied. And there'd be I don't know twenty five or thirty thousand less dead Ukrainians, all for nothing. Ben Harnwell, uh, you're going to become a big player in U.S. politics over here as we get people to the ramparts in the next couple of weeks. How do people follow you? Thanks so much, Steve. Uh, get get the newsletter, the exclusive newsletter on warroom.org if you haven't already signed up for that. Come to the Rumble channel on Bannon, at Bannon's War Room. Um, and then, of course, on Getter, where I am proudly, um, very proud to be shared by uh, at Steve Bannon. Um, if you want the really racy stuff, come to at Harnwell. But just stick around on at Steve Bannon. <laughs> there is, he, ups- there is, he upsets me. He- <laughs> Go ahead. Well, there is in your, in your to send, to share uh, box, your inbox, there is a brilliant... <laughs> Uh, post even if I if I don't mind saying so myself, waiting for you to hit that share button. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll send it and and repost it. Uh, now I have five point two million, but I don't nearly have the engagement of Harnwell's of Harnwell's hard of Harnwell's core over at uh, at Harnwell. Ben Harnwell, thank you so much. Very perceptive as usual. Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely central to the to making sure we don't fall into a CR and an omnibus. We got to take Ukraine down to zero. That's one of the big fights we've got. Uh, one of the reasons we have such turbulence is that our sociopathic overlords, as Ben so gently calls them, has gotten us into all these conflicts over hell's half acre. Now they've all metastasized in the kinetic wars. That means turbulence. When turbulence happens, it means capital markets are upside down. Look at your government bond portfolio that your advisor put you into and said, hey, they're always money good. Well, they're trading for 50 cents on the dollar. We just had another bank collapse over the weekend because of the hole blown in their balance sheet because of what government securities that are not at par value. Why uh, interest rates have risen and the interest rates on those notes are low from the old days. The new rates are high. Therefore, the bonds are not worth nearly as much. If you want to avoid all this, you need to learn about precious metals. How do you do that? You go to birchgold.com slash bandit and get the end of the dollar empire. First off, you have to understand currency. You have to understand how currency plays a central role in the economy of the United States of America. And you have to understand the prime reserve currency and why we've been able to do or kind of get away with so much 
uh, by being really a new empire to replace the British and the U.S. dollar, replace the pound. Well, that day may be coming to an end. End of the dollar empire gets you all of that. So you understand it. More importantly, you can talk to Philip Patrick and the team and find out why gold has been a hedge against turbulence for people's financial security for 5,000 years. I think I see some pattern recognition here, right? So go to birchgold.com slash Ben and get all the information now. On the flip side of that is the situation with mortgages. 90, 80 or 90% of your net worth right now is tied up in your home and your home equity. Under no circumstances can anybody get their hands on it that is not you. The way they do it is cyber attack to cyber, use cyber and AI to get access to your home title. Make sure you go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Check it out. Make sure, hey, you can defend against that. Title insurance is not made for that. HomeTitleLock is. So go to HomeTitleLock.com. Also want to thank the team at, uh, we're helping to build the Patriots economy. Public SQ, Public Square gives you the platform. It gives you an exchange between willing sellers or quality products of Patriots who support your values, products and services, plus Tens of thousands of people, they're looking for those services. It's all free. It's an app you download. Public SQ. Go to publicsquare.com, publicsq.com. Download the app right now. We're going to be back live tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We'll see you then in the war room. For war room Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.